Hi, it's Marianne Harrison, and you are listening to Leap of Faith, the podcast, a series of deep dive dialogues with businesswomen, creatives, and leaders who at some point in their life were called to play a different game in what they were creating in the world. Women who feel called to share their leap of faith and reveal how this decision has impacted their business and life. This podcast is to inspire you, to empower you, become still and ask yourself, am I still on the right path? Or is there a different way that I don't see yet? Listen and wonder to what is possible if you start following your heart and your intuition. And I'm so thrilled today to sit with my friend Dorota Klopp-Sovinska. Dorota is living in Amsterdam with her husband and two daughters. She's a certified coach and counselor and founder of Duso Coaching. The main focus of her work is to help women across the globe to find their meaningful career path and transition to it. And her first book, Career Jump, How to Successfully Change Your Professional Path, is available now. And especially for those thinking of changing direction in their professional and personal life, but they don't know how. Dorota, welcome to have you here. Hey, thank you, Marianne. So, so happy to be here and thanks so much for inviting me. Yes, you're welcome. I was at your book lounge and there were so many people. I was really excited for you that finally you had your book lounge and that there were so many people coming to your launch, you being at stage, you being on stage. And there was this big quote on, the, on one of your presentations and it was Nelson Mandela's quote, it always seems impossible until it's done. Yes. Why did you put that quote on the presentation sheet? Yes, because, you know, for, first of all, uh, I put it uh, as, a, as a message to, towards myself. Mm. Um, and of course, as a message towards, towards others, because I hear so many people saying, oh, I want to still realize that dream, or I want to still publish a book or write a book. Uh, but it all seems impossible, right? And of course, Nelson Mandela had a, had a huge cause, much bigger than writing any book, uh, a really impossible cause, and it was still done. So, yeah. It always seems impossible until it's done. So there is something, this is like a theme which is coming up in the podcast all the time. Um, that our mind is freaking out when we have a plan. And um, at the backside of your book, uh, somebody wrote about that you were putting the steps towards a meaningful career in manageable pieces. Because if we want to change career, which is your expertise, yeah. uh, into a meaningful career, people don't know how and they get stuck. What is your experience as a as an expert in uh, career coaching. Yeah, and, you know, first, first of all, Mariana, I see uh, a big shift, actually. So I'm doing, you know, career coaching already for 10 years. And uh, when I look at my clients and type of clients that were coming to me 10 years ago, it's so much different than the clients that are also coming to me since the last five years. In the beginning, it was more about you know, okay, how do I get the next step or how do I find a job? But it was, you know, a job or a next step without the, the meaning part, you know, the, the meaningful or, uh, or co uh, career with a purpose connecting, connected to, to it. And um, since, yeah, last couple, I think five years, I see 
a lot of people who, you know, I, I have a feeling that I'm, you know, hearing the story over and over again. And it's the people who are, who are already having a great career that, uh, you know, like I had that are paying the bill. It's, you know, to travel around the world, you have a nice car, you have a very good lifestyle. And still there is this feeling, one hand, there's this feeling, is that it? You know, there must be something more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what's my purpose in that and on the other ca- side come, all, comes also a feeling uh, sort of a guilt but I already have it so well and a lot of my friends and my family is envious of what I have you know and who am I then to want something more and to be willing to throw it away for something that I don't even know sometimes yet what it is right mm-hmm. uh, so I, I, I hear you saying there is this nagging voice uh, which we call the, the ego or the, the saboteur saying to you, but you have it all, so don't complain. And, and there's this other voice, maybe it's more a whispering voice. Yes, but is this it? Yeah. I, don't, I don't feel it anymore. And I've seen on your uh, book launch, you invited a couple of clients who changed careers and they all had this story of a successful job, uh, a good lifestyle, nothing to complain and got stuck or got burned out because there was no meaning in the work they were doing right yeah yeah so uh, the thing is maybe there was a meaning there there's for sure meaning in in, you know in everything but the meaning that they wanted to have or the purpose that they wanted to have or that they wanted to see it was not there for them right so uh, you know one of my clients he, he was already working in an ngo so uh, an organization for which that other of my clients would kill for to, to work mm-hmm. there, right? Uh, but for him, but for him, he didn't see anymore, you know, the connection with his purpose, connection also with his lifestyle. How did he wanted to to have his life, and what kind of impact did he wanted to make? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in making impact is always personal. It's always personal. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And uh, I have you here, of course, uh, not only to talk about careers and and career change. And and that's important because a lot of people are stuck in jobs where they want to change. So buy the book Career Jump, I would say, because it's really a great book with with great tools from Dorota, who is experienced and, and, and is sharing her best practices of the many clients she has worked with. Um... But there was also a time in your life when you made the transition. And I'm really curious, and I want to share that with the people, what made you decide to work in a different way? So maybe a little bit about, about your background. You were working in a corporation, right? Yeah, so I was working for a corporation, I think, eight, about eight years, for eight years, almost 10 years. First in Poland, then I moved to the Netherlands uh, to marry a Dutch guy. That's why, that's why I it's did. also a transition, yeah. by the way. Yeah, exactly. That was also a transition just to move to the Netherlands. Um, but already, I had, uh, you know, maybe not since the beginning, but already very quickly, I had this feeling, uh, this voice, or you can call it, inside that was saying, no, that's, that's, that's not it. You know, that's not it, you know, but um, I was ignoring the voice. I was not listening. I was pretending it doesn't exist. Uh, on the other hand, I was trying different th- different things. So, you know, I think I mentioned, when mentioned once to you, I even invested a lot of time and energy and I did a one year 
massage course. Oh, really? That I didn't tell to anyone, you know. Uh, Why not? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I thought, you know, I don't want them to know. Uh, it was so di different from what you were so doing. It was so different, yeah. And then I was, well, I was in this course with all these people and they were all, you know, all physiotherapists, uh, you know, yoga teachers, uh, even psychologists, but nothing like, you know, a corporate lady in the gray suit, what she's doing here, you know, at this massage course. So I felt uh, really odd, but it was now when I look at it, it was a sign uh, for me that, you know, I want and my heart and I want and my intuition is telling me you should be doing something different. And I kept ignoring it until um, I couldn't ignore it anymore. Um, and you, you know, you know this, the story, and I'm going to share it with the listeners. It was when um, I delivered uh, our first daughter, and uh, yeah, the deli delivery went fine. Uh, unfortunately, the, however, the, the, the placenta got stuck and uh, had major bleeding. And basically, to make a very long story sh uh, short, uh, I woke up 12, year, 12 hours later on the intensive care uh, department. And I was, uh, when I woke up, I was told that I yeah, basically almost lost my life. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, that was really uh, a heavy blow. And, and that really made me thinking, okay, well, and if, if that would have been it, you know, the end of your life and you would even, you know, you would even pass away without having any consciousness of, of that happening uh, because I was on the anesthetic, full anesthesia. So I, I didn't know what was happening with me. Uh, would have you been, you know, happy and proud uh, of, of how it went and uh, you know privately definitely you know I was in the place I wanted to be but professionally I knew okay now now that's that's it you know I cannot I'm not going to ignore the the voice anymore that's telling me and now it's time to stop and now it's time to do something something different and and at that point you know uh, I thought okay I'm going to follow my my old uh, childhood dream to become psychologist and I'm always spending my full all weekends you know when I was uh, was well, when I was a bachelor and I was always spending them in the, in the bookstore reading all the books psychology books but it was like you know it's, it always seems impossible until it's done still at that moment it, it felt so impossible you know to start uh, you know new study but still you know I made a, I made a decision that I'm going to to, to follow that path and mm -hmm. I'm not going to waste any year uh, longer. And an interesting thing, and you know, also in, the, in this period when I was thinking about that, uh, when I was listening to your to your other podca podcast, there, you know, I also realized that I had, you know, this this sort of two two voices. So one voice was this sort of, you know, the voice of my heart, of my intuition, and was okay. Let's make a really big, you know, leap of change, of leap of faith. You no, know, make really big change into you know, the, the psychology, the psychotherapy world, because that was my first idea to be psychotherapist for children. Mm -hmm. And there was this other voice, very rational voice, but somehow, um, you know, already modified. And that was that I would be become an, uh, an auditor in United Nations. Because for me, you know, this purpose, you know, so what am I doing for? What does it, what kind of impact does it bring to the world? 
it really became substantial after my you know the the, the birth yeah uh, but my brain was still fighting like you know to to go for something that is known so okay so i will be this auditor what i've learned the eight years to do um but with the cause right yeah so the united nations was the cause for being an auditor and that yeah. was your, your rational voice but yeah. already a little little bit softened by the purpose in it yeah. right yeah but then there was that other voice but there so, was this other voice and uh yeah and, 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 and now, can you remember the signs you know of because I think many people have those conflicting voices and many yeah. people listen to the rational voice because yeah. it like, it's like more controllable. Yeah. And still you decided at a certain moment to go in that other direction, like the voice of your heart. Yeah. And of course you had a very big, uh, you know, life-changing situation in your life where you almost lose, lost your life which made you realize you know if this is it so what's yeah. what's my what am i gonna do in the world yeah and and you know if i uh, i remember you know if I, asking myself really honestly you know if i could choose anything in the world you know if i could if i only could you know choose anything in the world and what would bring me you know the highest joy and mm -hmm. uh, and that was definitely not being auditor for United Nations. No. It would make me proud, right? Yeah. Failed, for sure. But it would not be making my heart really, like, pound and make me feel, like, really wild. And this is, you know, just, just to interrupt you, this is really a pitfall that we are uh, being asked, maybe for a great job or promotion or, you know, to say to your family and friends, I am working for the United Nations. And everybody says, wow, but you don't feel it. So, but many people, I think still many people are, are following this path and then find out this is not it. So it's, it's like finding out the hard way. Yeah. And so I'm happy for you. You didn't. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm, I'm happy to. And I think it might maybe for the people, people listening, you know, Sometimes, uh, you know, you feel it inside that you are ready for the big jump uh, and sometimes not. Um, mm -hmm. And I think everyone has its own, you know, unique path. So sometimes you need to maybe take first this maybe a little bit change rational way to a sidestep. Yeah, it's a sidestep to at the end come to the, you know, to the to do it to your more intuitive way, the, the way that's chosen by your heart. Um, because a lot of people say, "Oh, yeah, no, that's you know, it's it's of course it's you need to have faith." And uh, I also felt, you know, that was for me so impossible in my mind. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was still something in me, you know, that did take a take a risk. And I know when I, you know, of course, work with my client that sometimes they don't that they don't feel it yet, and there needs to be more time uh, to pass until they finally make a. Make a and, and, and maybe you coach them on the feeling part so that they get the feeling of it and get excited from within instead of from without. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, I agree, we cannot push people into leaping and saying you have to trust it. It's, it's not working. It is a organic process where, you know, I think mentors or coaches can help 
but we we both know hey i'm also a coach that some people need more time and this is the beauty of nature we are part of nature we can never push the growing process we no. have to yeah we have to trust that it's the right moment when people leap and uh so there are ways to 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 help them, but pushing them, I've I've seen people really wow. um, uh, get burned out by coaches pushing people in certain directions because they had to be courageous, you know. And this is almost ethical. So I'm not gonna dive into it because I, it, I see it it makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, being ethical as a coach also means that we yeah. are with the client and meet them where they are. And we are there as a, like a commitment builder, but they have to do it themselves. They have to feel it. So getting back, getting back to your story. So you had, there was this soft voice wanting to get in the direction of psychotherapy. And what happened next? Yeah. And that's also a very interesting, uh, you know, lesson, lesson was a lesson for myself because yeah, I, I, I thought, okay, so now I, I want to be psycho psychotherapist for children with traumas. I was, I was really had very like a tunnel vision. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, and then you see that you can, you know, one have your, you know, your intuition and your voice is, is telling you, telling, definitely was telling me something, uh, but that also the reality um, it's sometimes, you know, guiding you into a different, into a different path. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because you know, what you were saying, it's about taking the first step. Um, and I thought, you know, I thought I knew, but when I started to do the studies and when I started already to working uh, as a coach and counselor, because I, you know, so I thought, okay, I'm going to be the psychotherapist for children, but the organization, the academy where I started my studies uh, was offering that one year you could do coach and counselor studies. And once you did that, I could uh, hop on on the second year of psychotherapy. So I thought, perfect, you know. Sounds like a right path. Yeah. Sounds like a right path. I already, you know, have a, a job title that I can start with and then I continue four years more, you know, with uh -huh. my psychotherapy studies. And when I did start the studies, uh, one of my first revelations was actually that I'm not going to work with children. I love, ch I love my own children, but as, as a client, I thought that's not going to work for me. And at the second revelation, that is still big, uh, still after 10 years is a, a, a sort of revelation for me, is that uh, psychology and, and maybe not psychology, but psychotherapy is not the path for me. And that I'm much more, uh, you know, fulfilled and it's much closer to my talents, to my personality, uh, working as a coach than a, a psychotherapist, but that, and I keep on telling that to my clients as well, that I could have never figured out until mm -hmm. I've made the first step and already start wor working in this, in this way. Yeah, but because practically it was like, okay, you, you are going to the internet, look for the studies, you find a website of a university, and then it popped up that the first year was a coaching counseling year where you could go to, so, if you never take that first step no exactly no 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 so you would never so, have found it no no so it's, it's it's so funny because it's uh you know it's a combination of things mm -hmm. you know so yes it's a combination of to a certain thing um you know following your intuition and following you know your voice okay so i want to go into this direction 
and, and some people maybe, you know, they follow this direction and they have this idea, okay, so I'm going to be a psychotherapist for children, I'm going to be a yoga teacher, and at the end they do, and, you know, that's, that's beautiful, but for others it will be, okay, going on to a certain step and making the first step, but then seeing that as they walk the path, the new opportunities come and new doors open and from that new reality comes, right? So it's exactly. a question of, 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 make, of following your intuition, but trusting that. And, and also with that, I also tell to my, uh, to my clients that, uh, you know, your brain is playing a lot of dirty tricks on us and your, our brain really wants us to have figured out everything into the tiny details before making the step. Yes. But you can do that, sure. But still, most probably it will turn out differently, right? Yes. So, you know, that's a lot of people. So this is where the faith comes in and the trust. Yeah. A lot of people you know, are afraid to make the first step. And I say, okay, you know, I wanted to be a psychotherapist. I'm not a psychotherapist and I'm, I'm a coach. Uh, and I'm very, uh, and I'm very happy about that. Um, but yeah, you know. But how, how can people trust better, you know, because we, we are so conditioned yeah. to, have, to have this controlling mind. Yeah. And um, how can we trust is it by us saying it or by, you know, that's why I do leap of faith, of course, mm -hmm. because I feel there's so many women and men struggling and not trusting. And, and this is, this is really uh, the most important part in leap of faith, you know, having faith in, in the path when the first step is made, a door will open, like you say. Mm -hmm. And when the door is open, there's this second step popping up and the third step and this is a complete uh, change of mind or change of heart maybe because the mind doesn't get it anyway um, yeah. but how there, yeah. are, there are there are you know a couple, couple of things um, first of all you know what, what I see what I saw also for myself is that I was actually ignoring the voice my my internal voice and that I still sometimes do, and uh, that when I do, I know very quickly that I did, and, and very often I regret, like, oh, you see, and I should have listened. And I said, yeah, oh, so you are more aware. Now. I will listen, listen to you better. Uh, and I think that it also comes from the fact that we are actually taught, unfortunately, you know, giving hard lessons by our parents and teachers, that we, that we learn to distrust the voice. You know, when yeah. I was, uh, you know, I love my parents, love my mom. I know she wants, wanted to, to, to be, the, you know, the, wanted the best for me. But I remember when I, you know, uh, said to my parents, they asked me, so who do you want to be in the future, you know, when you grow up? And I thought, I said, I want to be a hairdresser, you know. And already the look at the face of my mom <laughs> was like, oh, 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 it's not a good idea, it's, you know. So we learn that what we... Uh, uh, what we feel and what you know our you know intuition as a child is telling us we are we're learning oh that's not a good path to follow right that's, uh -huh. not a, that's not a good answer you need to come up with the best best answer but what do we learn there that we learn to give the answers that that, that please other people first our mm. parents and then yeah. you know our bosses and then our partners our children and so forth 
uh, and then we, uh, first of all, we learn two things, you know, that we are following the, what pleases others and that we distrust our uh, internal voice and intuitive voice and that we follow our rational voice. Yeah, and then we are, you know, 10, 20, 30 years later and, um, and it's about making, you know, a connection with yourself again. Yeah, and it's difficult. Yeah, and, and this morning I was listening to uh, an interview of Brené Brown. You, mm -hmm. I, you might know her. Of, of course, uh, yes. Yeah, the three books she wrote, and her last book is about uh, wilderness or something. Braving the so, wilderness. Yes, braving. braving wilderness. And then she said, I wrote it down because I want, and this is really about, about what you're talking about. I may fit in for you, but I no longer belong to myself. Yeah. So this is what we often do for a long time. We first fit in with our parents and, and then with the teachers and, and then with the teachers at university and with our surroundings. But we no longer belong to ourselves if we are negotiating who we are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's also, you know, it's not about you know, learning that being a hairdresser or being whatever, it's, it's not a good idea. It's just learning that this internal voice is wrong, you know, and that's, and that's really terrible, uh, you know, terrible mistake. You know. And of course, your mother was only worried because she yes, thought of course. Dorothy, Dorothy can do much more than Better. being a hairdresser, yes. you know, yes. without uh, having a judgment about hairdressers because yeah, I exactly. love them and they are artists. Exactly. But yeah. But her voice was a voice of care yeah. and maybe her own fear, you know, but we don't have to get into that. No. Uh, but we're all conditioned. Uh, I agree. Yeah. And um, there is also something I want to, to, to share with, with the listeners about the, your cause, because yeah, you have found your meaningful career and you have written the book uh, Career Jump. And there you say, for every book sold, one Yanma, a clean birth kit in a purse, will be purchased, one life saved. And Yanma kits provide the sanitary tools and instructions to help women in resource-poor areas survive their deliveries without infection. The kits are produced by the globally renowned company Ice.com, founded by Subaida Bai. And uh, I remember... Uh, that you wanted to contact this woman who is like the founder of uh, this company providing sanitary tools, clean birth kit for women throughout the delivery, that you wanted to contact her, but you were like postponing it. So what was happening? Yeah, so, so first of all, you know, also just to, to, to maybe to share that part of how I actually uh, came into, you know, came into that idea. Uh, because you know that's also very funny because I'm on, on one hand I'm uh, I'm actually very practical and very rational person but on the other hand I'm also uh, learning to trust my intuition more and I'm quite of an intuitive uh, person and um, you know remember we were together at the event the spirit business uh, event and during of the one of the visualizations meditations I just had this vision of uh, you know women uh, being pregnant women you know dressed in the white dresses with very big pregnant bellies children riding around you know green hills and i thought it was probably somewhere in in africa 
And then I thought, oh my God, what I'm going to do with this, you know, with this vision. And, and then I sort of also, I think at the same time, I sort of deeply knew that, um, you know, I had to help somehow the women survive the, the deliveries. Um, and that's how I started to search, you know, for, for, for Zubaida. That's how I started to search um, for, the, for the cause that, that, I could, uh, that I could join. And that, of course, you know, uh, it's connected with my own delivery story. Yeah, well, I get it all, completely. So, you know, so privileged uh, that I survived because I don't have any, you know, doubts, even if I was in small village somewhere in Poland, that I would probably not made it and for sure not in Africa uh, or, you know, in, in other, you know, difficult part of, the, of this world so um, and I had this feeling you know I need to do something because I'm so privileged and, and I, I don't need I want to do something and then I didn't know what and I was also like I had this voice and I was also not <laughs> listening for some time until I saw this visualization and then I thought okay and I don't need any signs more please no <laughs> so this is really about yes. again you know hey you decided to go to the spirit business event I think yeah we went together we, yeah. we, we, we met there and uh, so there was this big sign for you that you had a vision, you know, which has had meaning for you because it was connected to your own experience. It was, you had, you know, talking about the law of attraction, you had asked the universe in some way, give me a sign, you know, because I want to do something with my uh, cause, you know, to, to help women. And, but how, you know, so you, you, you gave it in the hands of the universe, let's say the universe. And then during this event, you had, there was this group meditation and you had this vision and it, it all made sense for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I still, I, you know, I knew I'm going to do it. I'm going to do something. I didn't know exactly how, um but i was like really determined yeah i'm going to and i had very quickly the idea i'm going to connect it with the with the book so i i was there in the process of writing the book so i thought okay when the book is ready the income from the book i'm going to connect and then i yet didn't know how which organization then i did of course started to do the whole research um and then after well, i think for sure couple of now maybe two three months um, I found the company Ice and I found uh, Zubaida and um, and I remember you know, we were also talking about that and yeah and, and I made a decision and I'm going to make a, a step but it was also this voice in the, yeah you know that she's she's very uh, you know successful she's working and uh, with a lot of international companies all around the world mm -hmm. so there was also this this voice yeah now you know I'm, who am I who am I I'm just this girl you know Polish girl from the Netherlands and I thought yeah you know I'm just going to follow follow my voice not 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 uh, not going to neglect it and I've, I've written to her and I remember I've written to her a very long email with sharing my you know, very personal story with all the details, including my meditation. Uh, I really poured my heart over it. Uh -huh. And I think for two months, I didn't hear anything. And I thought, okay, now that's, that's going to be it. Until, until she, she wrote me back. And I really remember it was on Friday that I got the message um back that she would be very happy to you know to cooperate with me on uh, 
on that. So I was very extremely happy. Yeah. 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 And the rest is history. So every book sold will means that one clean birth kit in a purse will be purchased, right? Yeah. So what's your goal in selling books? A millions. <laughs> a millions to become a best selling author. Yeah. yeah, of course. You know, and I and I'm you know, of course I, I really believe in the you know in the, the everything that's in my it's in my book, but I think also connecting it to such a mission that I believe it, you know, every cell of my body is belief in the mission. That no, you know, child should be brought up without his or her mother. So close, you know, to to, to my heart that uh, Yeah. It's it's re it's really in your heart and beautiful how you you know uh, are a role model for what does it mean to have a meaningful career. So hey, it's your career path. You learn people how to make the transition and connect it to meaning. And and, and in the beginning of the uh, interview, you said to me, "Well, first I had a different type of clients when I started coaching, but it." What I think happened was that you were different. So yeah. you changed so much yeah. because yeah. Of, of life experiences and because of, you know, developing as a coach, counselor, as a human being. Yeah. That uh, I believe you attract different clients when you change, you know, you have a different energy, a different uh, vibration, and it will attract people who are also wanting to connect their work to something meaningful like you did so wonderful yeah, yeah and it's also you know the, the, the whole path and also maybe for you know people who are listening say so how do you also ask me so how do you you know choose which part to which path to follow and uh, it's, it's just very you know simple i was always also with you know with the book just you know the follow when i felt you know my heart starts to race and my heart starts pounding and I really feel like you know joyful that I'm going to to to, to do that uh, because also with the book you know when I made my idea I'm just going to write a book I had three ideas for the book that I'm going to write and I first started with a with completely different topic and the completely different uh, you know title of the book and then I spent half a year because I didn't produce any page why not? Why did not I produce any page? Because it was a very rational decision. I thought I'm going to first write a book that I think will fold best, you know. But it was there was no heart, you know. I didn't no heart in the leave book. it important topic, but I I it was not coming really from within and from. You it, know. it was not uh, like coming from a place of inspiration. And mm -hmm. I always, you know, the word inspiration for me. One time somebody. Uh, looked at the deeper meaning of the word inspiration in spirit. It's really coming from within. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if that's if that's not the case, it's hard work. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. So because like also with developing, you know, my work towards being, I also changed. I was first I was calling myself international career coach, and now I call myself a purpose driven career coach because it's about not only career because but it's career that's driven by your own purpose, by your own meaning. Yeah, 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 wonderful. And um, yeah, for the people who are uh, also uh, wondering or having this dream of writing a book, yeah, uh, what can you say about that? Because you finally wrote the book, but it took you a while, yeah, and um, 
because <laughs> I don't even dare to say how long. <laughs> yeah, it took me. But some it, yeah, but in the meantime, you also had your second child, and you moved to Mexico. So there were a lot of changes in your life, and you know, it's never about uh, how much time it takes to write a book. It's about that there will be a book eventually. So your book was la launched uh, last month, yeah. I think. Yeah. And um, so what would be your advice to people listening who also want to start to write a book? Not just start, make a first step. Um, what I already said, first of all, just to just follow, you know, if you have a couple of ideas, just follow the one that's really inspirational to you to you and that you feel you know when you're thinking oh i'm going to write that book you know that really brings joy because mm -hmm. it also brought you know joy and um i think uh, you know like looking now uh, i think book has something so magical you know whenever i sell to people that i've i've written a book is everyone's like wow you know mm -hmm. and i don't know what it is about books but they have no but in marketing they say magic. if you write a book you become an expert you become an expert right yes that's one thing but i think it's also something magical you know about uh, about the book um so definitely if you know if you have this dream and idea you know you need to follow that and i you know i'm i was also i remember when i also had this you know like with changing my career like with written the book i always said no it's impossible you know who am i to write the book who will buy the book and so on and uh, i said you know even if you write it only for yourself only for your own you know and if you're going to be the only reader or your mother or the father doesn't matter as long as you are you know fulfilling your own dream and and following your own you know intuition and inspiration to do that that's the first part and the second part is that it's just a pretty heavy process and then the only thing what you need to do is just to sit on your butt and write and do it and yeah do it. and yeah. i also had you know i also had these beautiful visions that i'm going to sit there and i'm going to go for one week because i always had this dream that i'm going to write my book with a view at the beach i think maybe yeah. for the second book or for the third book um but i knew with you know two small kids and the husband that's traveling it's probably never going to happen if i keep following the vision of me sitting on bali or somewhere and it can also be like a condition you know you make it a condition to to write a book and if you never have that week off no. you will say to <laughs> to your husband yes but because i never you. have because of you <laughs> yeah exactly so that's that i also recognize i had many internal and external excuses that i was using you know for not writing or for not having my book finished uh, and then at a certain point of time i thought okay you know if i'm really serious uh, and i taking myself serious uh, and my you know my my dreams and my ambitions then i just need to sit every day or every second day half an hour one hour doesn't matter and every day be busy with it that's and, what you did and that's what i did you know so you know i mean so i took a part away of a sort of a romantic part you know the process <laughs> and uh, yeah it was just a matter of sitting sitting and and, uh, and writing doing the and work yeah do the work that, that's what woody allen says uh, one of his quotes is uh 90 of success is showing up so you say i show up 
yeah. by doing the work, you know. And it's not only, you know, uh, magical and wonderful and great. And it's not only hard work, but it's a combination. And, and, and your first step, what you're saying, huh? write it at least for yourself. If you write a book with the purpose of, you know, being successful or to show other people that you're an expert, it doesn't sound like the right purpose. But whereas when you are in joy, and think, I feel so inspired now. I have to write today, you know. Uh, yeah, the then the, that you mentioned that they now you know the very nice byproducts, right? So being an expert, that it opens the doors, that it, you know people look different at you. That's all true, of course. Uh, but it's a byproduct, so it's like byproduct. It's yeah. almost like I write a book, whatever it takes, because my heart feels like it. Yeah, and I'm unattached to the outcome, which is really difficult for us. No, but this is what you're saying. It's like the byproduct. Oh, people love it. You know, it's magical, and and now they they see me as an expert. And this was not my goal, not at all. It, it was not your goal. That's what I can hear when you talk about it. Yeah, yeah, because I think it's what you know what we are talking about that we always want everything to have justified in a very rational way. Uh -huh. Until we have that, then we are, uh, you know, then we don't want to start. Yeah. Only if I have it justified with the numbers or with anything that it will that it will make me this expert, I'm not going to start until I'm certain of that, right? And then we never start, or we or we have started and have half of the manuscript somewhere locked in a drawer or on, a, <laughs> on, a, on an external drive. Um, yeah. 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 And this is this is what my uh, leap of faith for me is a personal leap of faith. Because I started it without knowing what's next. But I felt so much joy in doing it. I feel so much joy in doing it. I'm so inspired by what I do and by the people I meet and people who also like it. And, you know, every conversation I have about Leap of Faith gives me like new inspiration. So it's really about taking this first step of joy and inspiration and trusting that the path will open up, trusting that the process will take care of itself. Yeah. And this is how the podcast started, because when I started Leap of Faith, I didn't think about a podcast yet, but then I, at a certain moment, okay, what's the best way for me mm -hmm. to bring this in the world? I, I like to write, but I also like to be in dialogue, because being in dialogue opens up so many new ideas, this is not scripted, you know, only the first part when I introduced you, I wrote down yeah. uh, to, to say the right things about you. Uh, but all the questions I'm asking you, they pop up in the moment mm -hmm. because of curiosity, yeah. because of inspiration. Yeah. And hopefully people will, will feel that, you know, that it's uncensored and uh, that there is not, yeah, the only goal is to inspire people who are still not moving mm -hmm. but feel this you know this or maybe ignore this little voice because it's never a voice that shouts you know the voice of your heart is yeah. really like mm -hmm, you're not at the right path and we can ignore it because it's not shouting until it starts shouting because we don't listen and why do we have to wait until we have a car accident a burnout or another crisis before we change course, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, 
you know, two things that uh, that came up when you were were talking about that. You know, following the voice of of curiosity. Uh, I don't know if you if you read in the book on the story of my clients, Robert. He also said that for him was really you know one of the most important thing was just follow his own voice of curiosity, and mm-hmm. that led him eventually to starting his you know chocolate factory in Spain. You know, wow! Yeah. In the first in the, in the, in the big NGO. Uh, and you know you can call it following you know the voice of curiosity, following your voice of of joy. Uh, and the second you know second uh, thought that came up uh, is uh, about the different voices that we have in our head. And we often think that you know working with coaches or with counselors or with psychotherapists will make this you know this voice of doubt go away, of this voice of fear go away, right? Uh-huh. And there's this great book of uh, Stephen Pressfield called The War of Art, and he says that this voice saying you are not good enough, who are you to write a book or who are you to follow your dreams, this voice will never go away. And the only thing what differs the professionals, meaning people, the pros, the people who are you know following doing the school, it, doing it, and the amateurs who are uh, who are not is just the action you know so he's saying you know i'm an author and if i would only wait for the you know inspiration to come i would never start writing i would never be doing anything you know so it's so yeah. there's a lot of truth in the doing it's in the doing right so you know it's it's you know i also say to my clients i will not make this voice go away you know i will only make you realize that we all have this voice and what's yeah. for me you know and befriend it that's yes. what I say, you know, I'm also coach trainer uh, and um, people learn about the saboteur. So which is the sabotaging yeah. voice, eh? yeah. which has many forms. I said, so the moment you decide you want to change something and it's really important, like your cause, you know, you want to write a book. This is the moment that this voice really becomes uh, loud. loud. Yeah. And it's not going away. So. No, it's looking for the allies, you know, it's looking for external allies, it's looking for internal allies. It's putting everything, pulling everything out of the head. And, and even if we think there is no voice anymore, some people say, I'm not, I don't have fear, I'm fearless, you know, I can really, you know, I'm, I'm without a, it means that this voice has become so subtle that it's, <laughs> that it's creeping underneath, you know? Not the mall, you know? <laughs> creeping underneath. Yeah. Underneath. So I, I don't believe that people have no fear. I, I don't believe, but I believe that people face the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. You know, it's feel the fear. That's the title of a best-selling book, you know, that yeah. feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, we feel the fear. Uh, uh, all the coaches who start certification in our program, I tell them at the beginning, you know, congratulations, you are paying for being uncomfortable for six months. Yeah. <laughs> but they want to be like a next level coach. So they are paying to be uncomfortable. They're paying to have dips. They're paying to learn a lot yeah. and to change. But there is this uncomfortable, you know, invitation. Uh, yeah. yeah, being in- uncomfortable deliberately. Exactly. And, and, and the other thing, you know, also with the voices that we are talking the whole time, you know, today about our voice of intuition that the, that we are not following and that we realize that also a voice, uh, but there's the other voice, you know, so the voice of saboteur, there's a voice of intuition, there are of course different voices, 
But if we put how much you know attention do we put to the voice of saboteur and how much attention do we put our voice mm -hmm. in they are very often not in balance and that's just the first step and the other step is also if you see how many allies the voice of saboteur has you know, <laughs> or sometimes a uh, hope hope for the listeners not but sometimes you a know, team <laughs> a team of you know the partner or the neighbor or the friend who's saying mm, are you sure oh, this job is so good, or why would you be doing that? That we also need to find this team of, of uh, allies for our intuition, you know, for the, for the other voices, right? Yeah, that is not enough. And we don't do it enough, you know? And we, yeah. That's why when I was writing a book, I don't know if you saw this post on LinkedIn, I put my book together with six other books of the people. Yeah, I see it. Contacting, you know, and asking for the advice, how did they finalize their own books? Because I just, you know, I knew if I'm going to hang out with the people who already did that, you know, and who went through the process and they were only cheer me up, say, come Dorota, do it, do it, you can do it. And give me also practical advice. I knew that my chances of, uh, of uh, you know, success were much higher than if I was going only to hang out with the people who are saying, oh my God, yeah. oh, do you feel like doing that? Maybe you should uh, watch a series or something. You know? so. Yeah, this is really great. What you, and I, th I saw it in your post, like, you know, you are the efforts of the five people that surround you. And of course, we have our relatives, the people we love. Yeah. But you, you deliberately chose to hang out with like five people or 10 people who, ha who have written a book you, you, you admire and asking them to be like your cheerleader. Yeah. This is a great tip for the listeners. And, and it's not only for writing a book. No, it's, it's not also... only for writing the book. It's for everything, for any, for any change. You know, I, I also know when I was changing my career from, you know, auditor to coach, that was, I was first time confronted with people who were my friends who were, uh, say, you know, really not supportive. And they were saying, oh, really? So, you know, are you not going to earn money for a year? And... Uh, you know, how, how are you going to be uh, trying really to discourage me? And I was really shocked. I thought, oh my God, I thought you were my friends. I thought you were there to support me. So, uh, of course, you know, a couple of years later, I knew. So I'm, I thought at the beginning, I'm going to share only the, the idea about writing a book with the people that I know and are trust and positive. And I also, you know, did for the listeners. You know, depending also how strong you feel you are internally yourself, but if you are, you know, going through a difficult situation, you know, sometimes people, you know, I have women who are also coming through, going through a divorce and they all also want to change a career. So there are a lot of things going on with you. There's life. a lot going on. Yeah. You cannot do it all by yourself and you actually don't want to be and should not be wanting it doing yourself. You just need to, you know, find a group of supportive, you know, cheerleaders and people who are positive and wish the best for you. Um, yeah, think alike and think alike, right? Think alike, and 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 I think it's sometimes we avoid that because it can also mean, and these are also mentors. These are also people who say, "What you're doing now uh, is not good enough," you know, or why don't you think of this? So it can also make you uncomfortable, but yeah. in a positive way. So you are asking for feed feedback or feed forward. You're not asking for criticism or projection from people who are afraid themselves or are jealous about what you are doing and they never will do it. So, so I also like, that's why I like to work with a coach because I want to be stretched, you know, I want to be challenged and I want to say out loud, 
okay, this is what I want to do. This is like my, my next step. So that brings me to the next question, Dorota. What would, what would be your next step? Because the book is now uh, published. You are, you know, making this tour through all kinds of events I see with your book, giving training and workshops about it. So, so what is your, your next step now? So my, my next steps are, um, I want to actually, starting January, I actually want to create uh, a group, an uh, online, offline uh, group with uh, people who want to do uh, a career change, career jump. Because, uh, well, as I said, I really believe in the power of a, of a group and that together, you know, we can become our own cheerleaders and uh, make the, the leaps of faith and the leap of change, you know, much quicker. Uh -huh. uh, so that's the, so that's one of my um, one of my uh, projects. Um, yeah, that's my my main focus. And the other thing I was just thinking a couple of uh, you know days ago, and there's this voice in my head, you know, this intuition, and <laughs> and then on the the other part of you know the saboteur is like, oh, yes, no, really, do you want to do that? They're playing with you again. They're playing with me. Yeah, I was actually thinking to do uh, like. Career Jump TV. Wow! It's a podcast yeah. for to have uh, you know interviews with people, my clients, but also with other people who made the big jumps and big changes in their professional life. Uh, just to have you know interviews with them because I know that very often what uh, what people you know need are some not often often not only the practical steps but what people I think looking search for most is the inspiration right inspiration and proof yeah, yeah. inspiration proof uh, to see the role models to see okay you know someone and case studies you know so they were there and yeah. they were struggling then they did this and now they are here so yeah, yeah. And I, I think I'm also looking in my, to my, you know, listening to my inner voice and think, okay, and what would bring you the, the, the biggest joy? You know, what's the next step that would bring you the, the highest joy? Yeah, these are the, the two things. Mm, wonderful. Okay, so we are getting to a closure now. Yeah. I think there are lots of uh, nuggets of wisdom in this, uh, this interview with That's you. Fun. Thank you for sharing your life. And there are so many more things I want to talk about, but I won't. Um, but there's this last question I always would like to, to ask to, for the listeners. So what would be, and maybe you already have said it, but it's good to repeat it. I like uh, repeating, you know, uh, it's always working for, for us. What's, what's your number one advice for the listeners who are uh, standing still or wanting to change something. What's your number, number one advice? Number one advice. Um, yeah, I think you know, the, the number one advice is to, yeah, to really listen deep down, you know, to yourself, what your, however you want to call it, right? The, the voice of intuition, the uh -huh. voice of your heart, what asking yourself what would bring me the highest joy uh, and to really listen carefully what this voice is saying even if your rational part is saying immediately that's stupid that's crazy yeah uh, because you know the bigger the change the bigger this other voice will will shout but to 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 first to to, to listen to this voice and second part is 
not uh, not believing that you need to have everything figuring figured out before you make a step you know so you know you don't you don't and you will never have everything 100% figured out and even if you think you do the life will really surprise you yeah uh, so, it also and, sounds like you're saying you know um fire your perfectionist fire your controller yeah so done is better than perfect right done is better than perfect i think these are beautiful closing words uh, dorota uh, uh thank you for being here on the show S stay with me connected because then we have like a small after talk but for the sure. listeners thank you for listening and uh do follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud to be the first to get notified of new episodes. And I would really appreciate it if you rate me on iTunes so that more women, more men who are doubting or who are stuck uh, will be in connection with this podcast and be inspired to also take the necessary steps and especially the first step. So thank you, Dorota. Thanks so much, Mariana. Thank you.